this morning we are going to be celebrating uh, baptism. We've got one lovely family here that are going to be baptised and uh, we're going to just take a few minutes to remind ourselves why do we baptise people? Why do we baptise people? So if we could just jump onto that first, um, first slide, Neil, that'd be great. Baptism is an invitation from Jesus to a whole new life. And Paul said it really great in Romans chapter 6. In Romans chapter 6, Paul says, Don't you know that all of us who were baptised into Jesus were baptised into his death, and we therefore have been buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Jesus Christ was raised from death through the glory of the Father, we too might live a new life. Wow. How often do I have conversations with people who are either disappointed or are depressed about the life they've tried to live? And God, through Christ, comes to us and says, here's an invitation Let your life go. Just completely let it go and in exchange, I will give you my life. The life of Jesus. You know, baptism, while it's a very um, natural act on the surface, it's actually a really powerful spiritual act. Even Jesus was baptised. Just on that next slide, on... um, Jesus saw it as part of his important journey. In Matthew chapter 3, Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptised by John. But John tried to deter Jesus, saying, It's me who needs to be baptised by you, and you come to me. And Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfil all righteousness. And then John consented. Baptism was even a very important part of Jesus' human experience for us to uh, follow as well. So what's baptism? Just that next slide, Neil. It's a public act. It's an act that demonstrates out here something that's taken place in here. Baptism, by the way, doesn't get you into the kingdom of God. Baptism doesn't save you. Jesus does. Jesus saves us. Jesus brings us into his kingdom. His faithfulness saves us. But what baptism is saying, I'm giving my life into your faithfulness to save me and bring me into your kingdom. It's an outward demonstration. It reflects something that's taking place inside and it's a very integral act in our life of faith together. Now, many of you sitting in this room have been baptised. But this baptism was an outward sign of an internal truth. Jesus said in John 3.3, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they're born again. And Jesus said to them in Matthew 28.18, Now go and make disciples of all people groups and baptise them in the name of God, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Should I get baptised? We walk through baptism in obedience, just on the next one, thanks, Neil, in obedience to Jesus. 
If anyone loves me, Jesus says, they'll obey my teaching. My Father will love him and he will come and make our home with him. We walk through baptism to signify that we are in a new reality of being made new creations in Jesus. We do it as part of our faith walk. Now, just on um, that next one, next slide, Neil, baptise. Some people are like, what? that's a really interesting word. And it's a great word. It was a word that the tradespeople used in the marketplace of Jesus' day. And uh, it was basically, the, it was a term that was used by dealers in cloth material. And so all the material that they ever had was just like white or colourless. And then what they would do is they'd have all these little ponds out the back, all these um, clay little ponds out the back of the shed. And someone would come in and say, I want material and I want it in this colour. And what they would do is they'd take the white material and then they would just go and dunk it in to the dye and they would work the dye and the material until the material took on all of the colour of the dye. That's really what the word baptism means. It means I'm actually going to place my life into the death and resurrection of Jesus and I'm going to, in that process, allow Jesus to work into me his character, his love, his forgiveness, his freedom, his new life, and he's going to lift me up out of the water as a brand new creation who has taken on the identity of who Jesus says we are. That's what it means. It means to be immersed. But you don't come out the same. You come out as a new creation. And that's the journey of being a follower of Jesus, isn't it? It's learning to live the new life that we've won and been resurrected into. There's a little picture up here. Well, just a couple of pictures up here on the next slide. Thanks, Neil. See, I, I, just a little bit of an explanation there. Like, I couldn't find my little thing here, so I thought I'll just shove some pictures up to show you. But you can see there, you know, we go in like this white piece of material, and um, it's not that the white material is pure. That's not the point of the illustration. <laughs> the materials actually, our lives are really broken and, you know, full of rubbish and sin and brokenness and all sorts of trauma and you name it. But in, as we get our lives immersed into the reality of Jesus, something takes place. And if we go to the next slide, Neil, what happens is as we come up out of the out of the waters, out of the life, into the life of Christ, we take on a new identity, just like that material does. That's what it means to be baptised. And today, there's a few people getting baptised. There's a wonderful family getting baptised. Norma and her daughters are getting baptised today. And, um, you know, there's a great story in Acts chapter 9 where um, uh, Peter's having a bit of an afternoon snooze and then all of a sudden, while he's having an afternoon snooze in Acts chapter 9, what happens is God interrupts that with a dream. And then at the same time as he's having a dream, there's another guy in a town not far away in another town called Joppa. It's probably like between here and North Lakes. And there's this other guy up in North Lakes, and God meets this guy by sending an angelic being to him. And this angel turns up at this guy's house, and this guy's name is Cornelius. 
And Cornelius was a guy, he was conscious about God. He was, he was like, had a, a healthy fear about God, but he didn't really know God personally. He knew God enough that God also was, had a care for people who were doing it tough. And the poor and Cornelius and his whole family, they would feed the poor and the hungry and take care of them because they knew that would be something that God would do, just somehow instinctively. And God saw that. And God sent an angel to him. And then the angel said to Cornelius, hey, there's a bloke down there at Launton. Send your guys from North Lakes down to Launton because there's a bloke down there. I'm going to tell him to come to your place today and tell you about what's really going on here. And so he does. Peter sends from Joppa, sends... A crew down to, uh, sorry, Cornelius sends a crew down to Peter's house. They knock on the door. They wake Peter up. Peter comes to the door and they say, Cornelius has sent us. Would you come with us? And he knew that it was time for him to go with them. So he follows them all the way up to North Lakes. He gets to North Lakes where Cornelius lives. And as he's up there in North Lakes, he gets to the house. Now, this is something that's really big because Pete was historically a Jew. And Cornelius's house, they were Gentiles. And historically, Jews and Gentiles don't hang out together. But what happens is God calls Peter to cross all of the cultural, religious, spiritual and political boundaries that were in place. Cross over that, Pete. And go into Cornelius's home. And when he got into his home, what had happened was it wasn't just Cornelius and his family. It was like he grabbed everyone in the neighbourhood. You got to come to my house because this guy's coming and he's going to tell us about a few things about God. And as he did this, Peter arrives. He gets over his nervousness about hanging out with his new, new extended family that God was giving him. And as he's getting into, into the conversation about Jesus, the Holy Spirit falls in the room. And all these people start coming alive to God. The Holy Spirit falls on them. And then Peter goes, who am I to stop all of these people getting baptised as well? So Cornelius and his whole family and all his neighbourhood, they got baptised that day as they received Jesus Christ as their Lord, their Saviour, and their King. It's an amazing story. Read it, Acts 9 and 10. If you, if you haven't got a Bible like old school, just download an app, a Bible app on your smartphone, and punch in Acts 9 and 10. The whole story is there. It's a true and historical account. Luke, Luke was there and recorded it all. But today there's a family being baptised. There's a family being dipped into the reality of Jesus. And before we do that this morning... Just put your hands up for me if you have been baptised before. Nice and high, you've been baptised. How awesome. How awesome. What I'm going to ask you to do right now, all of you folk who have been baptised, I'm going to ask you to pray with me that the conversation you had with Jesus the day you were baptised would be lit up again in your heart right now before we baptise Norma and her daughters. So let's just pray. Everyone that's had their hand up, just keep it up there. 
Here I am, Lord. Remember that conversation we had the day I got baptised, the day I was immersed into the reality of your Lordship, Jesus, your kingdom, your saving power and love. Here I am, God. By your Holy Spirit, would you stir again in me? Would you breathe again on my heart that conversation that I had that day with you, the vows that I made with you, and the vows that you made to me, Lord Jesus? I pray that you would stir that up by the power of your Spirit and let faith rise again in our hearts, O God. In Jesus' name I pray. Bless your people, Jesus. Amen. Now, everyone who had your hand up very quickly, what I want you to do is, I had a picture of this during worship. I saw you all go and put your hand in the tank and then just splash that water on your face. It's just a reminder again. So just quickly, if everyone could just go down there, put their hand. If you have been baptized, just this is a, hey, God, remind me again. Let my heart know again. Stir this alive in me again. Let my baptism rise through me again, Jesus.